0: Well, just turn with me, would you, just for a few minutes to Matthew's Gospel uh, and chapter 21. Uh, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 21. And I'm just going to read the first 11 verses. Matthew 21. When they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethpage, unto the Mount of Olives, they sent Jesus... Two disciples, and then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he shall send them. All this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Sion, behold, the king cometh unto thee meek, and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, and the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. And brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they set them thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees, and, 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 and strawed them in the way. And the multitude That went before and that followed cried saying Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come unto Jerusalem all the city was moved saying who is this? And the multitude said this is Jesus the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Thank the Lord for his word. And on this Palm Sunday I just thought or just a few thoughts from from this passage. Uh, remember back to September, Thursday the 8th of September, one of those times, I suppose, when people will say, Do you remember where you were when you heard uh, the news uh, that our Queen had passed and, and King Charles III became, became King? And next month, on the 6th of May, on Saturday the 6th of May, we'll witness his coronation. With all the pomp and ceremony that only we British can do well. One of the highlights of that day, I'm sure, as we'll I'm sure some of some of us will be watching it on TV maybe, or even perhaps in person, will be the will be the procession uh, to Westminster Abbey. Uh, and this passage has a procession, doesn't it? The procession of a king. King Jesus. And through this act, Jesus declares himself as king and Messiah. Now, first of all, I want us to see the preparation, the preparation in verses 1 to 5. Now, I don't know if you've ever wondered why there is an eight-month eight delay between the king's accession to the throne and his coronation. Well, I understand it's because of the preparations that are, are needed. Uh, You can can only imagine the amount of planning and time needed for such a spectacular event as the coronation will be. And before the procession of Jesus into Jerusalem, preparations had to be made, as we see here. In particular, the need for for appropriate transport, a a donkey and and a colt. And Jesus gives instructions, doesn't he, to two of his disciples as to how, how one can be, how can be, they can be acquired. Now, was Jesus using you know, supernatural foresight there? Or had he just organised these things in advance? We, we don't know. It's difficult to say, isn't it? But we can be sure that the... The procession into Jerusalem was was carefully planned. Nothing was left to chance. Why? Well, because as we see in verse 5, that scripture was being fulfilled by this event. Zechariah, the prophet, had prophesied these things over 500 years before. And not just that the event would happen, but, but the details of the event as well were, were prophesied, the exact details of the event. The king would arrive mounted on, a, on, on an ass, on a donkey, on, on the colt, the foal of a donkey, Zechariah says in chapter 9, verse 9. Well, if this the plan for these events would were prophesied, uh, were prepared in advance well in advance how much more the salvation of mankind how how far in advance was that planned well ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4 tells us that it was before the creation of the worlds the plan of salvation was devised in, in in the godhead and as we read through the old testament we see how that plan is gradually revealed to us in God's word. And even some of the finer details, such as how the king will arrive in Jerusalem on this occasion, they're there announced centuries before they take place. I find that remarkable, don't you, when you think about it? And surely it shows us that this book, this Bible, is no ordinary book. It's God's word to us. And the fulfilment of this plan in the life of Jesus surely is is the supreme evidence that Jesus is who he says he is. That he's the Messiah. He's the Son of God. And so we see the preparations Secondly, I want us to see the procession, verses 6 to 8. The procession. These two disciples, we see, go to the village and they, just as Jesus had directed them to do. And if you read Mark's uh, account of this, he he includes more details uh, of of this. That they, they find the donkey and they find the colt and just as Jesus had said they would. And yes, they were challenged. By some onlookers who saw them trying to untie these. And their response satisfies them. Just as the Lord said it would. The Lord has need of it. And they bring them to, to Jesus. And they, they put, we see, their cloaks on, on them. And the crowds, as we see here, furnish the, the road with, with their own cloaks. And with branches that they cut down. It must have been quite a sight must not it but imagine for one moment you're a roman soldier there on the side of the road and you're not sure who this person is and you ask what's all the fuss about who, who is this this person this man and some one of the followers of jesus says this is this is jesus jesus of nazareth he's the messiah he's the king of the jews can you imagine the scorn the Roman soldier might, might say? What kind of king is this? Riding on a, on a donkey. Where's, where's his war horse? Where's his chariot? Where's his army? Even today, you know, the, the idea seems most strange perhaps to us. Imagine, you know, the coronation and Charles III there. He, he, he rides to Westminster Abbey on a donkey not in the gold stake carriage. And he's accompanied by a, a crowd of, I don't know, followers, some of them, you know, a right strange bunch of people, we might say. Twelve, 12 men, one who's going to, one who's going to uh, be a traitor, one, well, at least one who's going to deny him, and the rest are going to be, uh, you know, dispersed. No no procession of soldiers. How strange it would be. You know, when an ancient king processed through a city, they they wanted to show their power and their wealth. In their procession, their procession would contain slaves who'd been captured uh, as they'd conquered various lands. And they would liberally distribute Gifts to the crowd, the spoils of war. But not Jesus. Jesus, no, 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 no display of power, but just gentleness and humility. Jesus doesn't arrive here as a, as a triumphant ruler, but as a king of peace. And a few days later, Jesus will be crowned on Friday, Good Friday, Not a crown of gold, but a crown of thorns. He'll be mocked by Pilate as the king of the Jews. And he'll be nailed to a cross. His coronation will be as different as his procession was. But he is the king of peace. And he would bring peace. And his, the giving of his life as a ransom for many on Good Friday is the means by which that peace will come. The procession. And finally, I want us to see the proclamation. Verses 9 to 11, the proclamation. The crowds who accompanied Jesus on that, that Palm Sunday, they, they proclaim his kingship, don't they? He, they proclaim he's the son of David. He's the long-expected Messiah. He he comes in the name of the Lord. He's the one who is sent by the Lord God. And they shout, Hosanna, Hosanna. Not so much a a shout of praise. It actually means literally, Lord, save us. Lord, rescue us. Lord, deliver us. Hosanna. Now, at the coronation of of the king, Next month, those present will shout, God save the king. But King Jesus doesn't need saving. Lord save us, the people shout. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation. Humble, humble. And mounted on a donkey. On the colt. The foal of a donkey. He has salvation. This Jesus. He doesn't need salvation. He brings (laughs) salvation. And although the events of Good Friday. Might look anything but a coronation. The so called Messiah. Appears humiliated there. And defeated on the cross. But it was necessary. Our salvation. And I must ask as we close this morning have you ever cried out, Hosanna, Lord, save me, Lord, save me? Each of us needs that rescue from our sins and from the consequences of our sins, from the judgment that God. Has pronounced on the punishment that we deserve. And Jesus comes to us this morning as the Savior. Lord, save me. Have you cried out to him like that? If not, do so today. But if we have, then in a sense, we need to be like the crowd, don't we? Who proclaim Jesus as Savior and King. We need to be the ones who are telling people. This is Jesus who comes in the name of the Lord, telling those who who the Lord brings into our pathway daily who need to hear about the Saviour, the good news of the Lord Jesus. Well, may the Lord help us to do that in these days.